Welcome, my friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 37. The NBA draft is tomorrow. And not only is the draft tomorrow, but I think we are going to have a lot of movement. There are a lot of teams looking to switch things up, trade players, bring in new players, bring in assets, you name it. I figure there's no better way than to just do a quick little rundown of every leak, rumor, free agency stuff, draft stuff, everything. Let's do it before the draft tomorrow. Now, look, we're all still going to probably be shocked and surprised. And honestly, I welcome that. I love those type of trades. I love when we have absolutely no indication or no clue of what's coming. And that Woj bomb just hits a little bit harder when there are no rumors or leaks leading up to it. So let's hope for that. However, the goal of this episode is I just want you to be as prepared as possible for Thursday. So if anything crazy does happen, we at least have a little indication. Before we dive into it, A, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you've had a great week. And B, want to give a shout out to all of my listeners. And that's just not here. That's just not in Philly or the United States. That is global. I had a little uh, rundown and breakdown of uh, this last week. Shout out to my listeners in Sweden, first and foremost. If you are listening to this in Sweden, thank you. I love you. Shout out to you guys. Also, shout out to my listeners in Mexico. I also love you. Thank you. Same goes with France, Australia, and Great Britain. You guys are all awesome. Uh, we cracked the top 20 in every one of these countries, and I... I'm absolutely thrilled. We sat in the top 10 in Sweden uh, for almost the whole week. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. Also, shout out my little sister who is in Sweden currently. Maybe she is, is just doing work over there and really helping me out, spreading the good word of the podcast. I don't know. But regardless, if you're in Mexico, Sweden, France, Australia, or Great Britain, shout out to you guys. I love you all. Thank you for listening for real. Never thought this would be a global thing, but here we are. Pretty damn awesome. Let's start. Actually, before we start, uh, just want to throw a little shout out. JJ Reddick and Tommy Alter, they have a podcast called The Old Man and the Three. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend. It's my favorite basketball podcast. But they have an episode that drops today as well, featuring future first overall pick in San Antonio Spur, Victor Wimbanyama. I can't wait to listen. Obviously, a huge get. Pretty awesome. I'm very, very excited to listen to that episode. So if you listen to this, again, we'll make this episode quick. Just go through everything. If you listen to this and have some time, jump over there and listen to that. I can't wait to listen to it too. All right. Let's start at the top. The very first domino. I think it shocked everybody. Uh, this one did leak before it went through. And that is the Bradley Beal trade. Before we go into details... Bradley Beal traded to the uh, from the Wizards to the Phoenix Suns. Why are people treating Bradley Beal like he is absolute garbage? I'm so confused by the reaction of this trade. It doesn't make sense to me. He's not garbage. He's an excellent offensive player. He went from being an overrated first option to now he is an extremely underrated third option in Phoenix. Look, his contract is absolutely terrible. We know that. But it is the best move that the Suns could have possibly made. It's the best way for them to improve their roster. Depth is obviously the biggest issue. We all know that. You have to believe that they're going to have some guys follow on some minimum deals. 
and some pieces that join on there. But I love this move for the Suns so much. Washington's goal was to just unload his contract that they gave him, and they succeeded. It's a win-win. Both teams got what they wanted. They both achieved their goal. Now, a part of this trade, Chris Paul was moved to Washington, and immediately it came out that, okay, is he... There's going to be a LA Clippers reunion. At least that's what it sounds like. <laughs> also, Chris Paul, poor guy, says that he found out on his flight to New York City for a guest spot on Good Morning America about his book, which is a pretty rough, pretty rough way, especially for a vet like that, to find out that you're on the move. But hey, I don't know. So I'm curious what that looks like. If it's a trade, I think it will happen in the next 24 hours. Um, but whether it's to LA or he's bought out, I'm curious. Keep your eye on Chris Paul. I think he could fit in with a lot of rosters. Um, but yeah, I love this trade for Phoenix. Bradley Beal on the move. Man, I can't wait to see what the rest of that roster looks like. And speaking of the rest of the roster, is DeAndre Ayton on the move? I don't know. There's a Shams report. He said, since the Bradley Beal trade, the Suns have gotten a ton of calls about DeAndre Ayton. Look, we know right? Just looking at this, that Aiton is maybe not happy there. Maybe, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just not a fit. I, I have no idea, but I wouldn't be shocked if Aiton is moved, especially because they are hard pressed now uh, in cap space with Bradley Beal's deal brought on with obviously Bookers and Durant's. Keep your eye on that. Next thing, this came out of nowhere. Is Paul George on the move? Apparently, according to a Mark Stein report, the Clippers are looking to possibly split up Kawhi and Paul George. Very interesting. I'm just going to read the quote. It says, League sources tell the Stein line that the LA Clippers have left various rival teams with the impression through their draft week conversations that they are, at a minimum, attempting to gauge Paul George's trade value and to hear some describe it, giving real consideration to the idea of disassembling the Kawhi-Leonard-George tandem. Hmm, what would a trade package even look like to land Paul George? The first thing that comes to mind is you have to look at that third overall pick on Thursday that is held by the Portland Trailblazers. Could Paul George be the other star that finally plays alongside Dame in Portland? It's that third overall pick, which we know is going to be Scoot, and we'll talk about that in a sec, Scoot Henderson. But does a deal like the third overall pick, Anthony Simons, possibly some others, would that do it? Does that move the needle for LA? Obviously, it would make sense if that's what LA is looking to do and switch things up. And honestly, I wouldn't blame them. Paul George and Kawhi have never been healthy together. So if that's what they're looking to do, I think that's the best trade package. It makes the most sense. It's a win-win again for both teams. Paul George and Dame together, I like it. I'm curious. I don't know. We'll see. Another name to keep an eye on. Now, the next thing, this didn't surprise anybody. Uh, Draymond Green declines his player option. Now, a lot of people, especially in Golden State, are saying their new GM, Mike Dunleavy, is saying like, yeah, no, we have, in order to win and be competitive, we have to have Draymond. And yes, that's true. He could re-sign in Golden State. However, there are some teams that, that, uh, that make sense. And I'm very, very curious what is going to happen because Golden State would have to get really creative with cap space. Obviously, depending on what that Draymond deal looks like, to me, Dallas makes sense. I think it would be a perfect fit. They need someone just like him. He can anchor their defense, play off Luka, 
I like it. I also think Atlanta is an intriguing place. Again, the Hawks are in this weird little middle ground where, especially after last season, feels like they've been trying to trade John Collins for like three years now. But just picture Draymond with Trey Young. I can. It's a nightmare. But I think it makes sense basketball-wise. I don't know. And then obviously re-signing Golden State like we just talked about. I don't know. It, it just it seems odd, right? Like I understand why he opted out. But I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back to Golden State on maybe a more team-friendly deal. I don't know. And, and at least try to run it back, maybe a shorter deal, and see what that looks like. I don't know. Uh, again, another name to keep an eye on for free agency. So we got to talk about this. We, we mentioned it with Paul George, obviously, the possible Portland option. But Dame, man, is anybody sick of this Dame stuff yet, or is it just me? Apparently, a report comes out that they're not interested in trading him at all. Shocker. That's all we've heard for the last, like, four seasons. Jake Fisher had a report with Yahoo Sports, said Portland won't trade the number three pick unless it nets one of a several premium targets to pair with Damian Lillard. <clears throat> Paul George. The Blazers are preparing a significant offer for Miami's Bam Adebayo. Now, this is hilarious because Miami was also in on Bradley Beal, but apparently they sat out and their main focus is on Dame, which seems really, really funny because it's basically like they're hitting Miami with some type of like reverse Uno card on this. Like, yeah, no, we want him. I don't know. There's a 0% chance that Miami trades Bam for Dame. It doesn't make any sense. The Blazers have to make moves to make their roster better. We know that. But Dame, man... He's just wasting his career away in Portland. And it's the whole like, oh, I don't run from the grind. I think that stuff is funny, but now it's gotten annoying. Someone just needs to tell Dame like, hey, the grind that you always talk about, like it, it relocated. It's in Philly. Let's just see if he shows up there. I don't know, man. It's annoying. I love Dame. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, come on, brother. I'm curious to see what Portland does. Obviously, they need to do something. They need to do a lot of things. Uh, when horse repeated that they could potentially run into a problem with Dame if they do keep the third pick. Dame obviously wants to win now, not be surrounded with young talent. Marcus uh, Haynes also reported that. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm very curious what that looks like, but they do have that third overall pick, and that is where it gets interesting. There's a report from Woj that said the Hornets are preparing to select Brandon Miller at with that second overall pick. He impressed Michael Jordan and co during his second private workout yesterday. Charlotte prefers Miller's fit alongside LaMelo over Scoot. Now, look, I don't disagree with the fit part, but if we can look back on the track record of every single team's draft, you don't draft for fit. You take the best available player. And what's funny is look at the Warriors when LaMelo, they pass on LaMelo. They ended up taking Wiseman. That didn't work out. Imagine LaMelo in Golden State with Steph and Clay. I, I, I can't because it's hard to even wrap my head around what that would look like. But like you, I am a firm believer in taking the best player available. I really am. I understand the thought of Miller fits better. I also am going out on a limb here. I think Scoot should be the absolute no-brainer number two. If Victor isn't in this draft, I think Scoot should be the first overall pick. I think he's going to be a generational talent. I think he's more, ex he has that like Westbrook in his prime explosiveness. Uh, people, the, the knock on Scoot is that he can't shoot. And I get that. But look at like all these different players, right? Like Derek Rose, look at Marcus Smart. There is no reason to think he cannot learn to shoot. 
And if he does, look out. I don't know. But with Scoot apparently being available at number three, it's going to get really interesting. I, I made that prediction about the Jazz trading up. We'll talk about the Jazz in just a little bit. But I think a lot of teams are going to be chomping at the bit there. And Portland is too because they know that pick is so valuable. I think they know what Scoot is. He's obviously worked out for them. And if they can get some pieces, if they can get a good, good player, that superstar they were talking about, they're going to do it. Curious. Curious what that looks like. One other player I wanted to mention here. His name's kind of floated around a little bit. And that's Kristaps Porzingis. He quietly last season put together the best season of his career. Nobody knew about it because it happened in Washington. Now, he has a player option for the last year of his deal. It's 36 mil. That's a lot of dough. But again, it's the last year of his deal. Does he opt in? I wouldn't be shocked if he does because that's a lot of money. But what if he opts out? Where could he go? Let's look at his, like, let's just look at these numbers real fast from last season. A career high in points at 23.2 a game, averaged 8.4 boards, almost three assists, two blocks, a career high in true shooting percentage. I don't love Vorp, but he had a career high in that. He shot 53% from the corner for threes and shot almost 40% on catch and shoot threes. It's pretty wild. Also to think he's only 28. Isn't that crazy? It feels like he's been around for forever. I don't know, but I could honestly see somebody taking a one-year gamble. If Washington, if he does opt in and Washington decides to just, hey, let's tank, uh, he could go somewhere and do some damage. Look out for Porzingis. He's staying healthy too and he's balling. You know it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't talk about my Sixers, so let's do it right now. <laughs> uh, Tobias Harris. What's going on there? Has he played his last game in Philly? Now, there are reports from Kyle Newbeck says, hey, there's been no real traction on a trade involving Tobias. Uh, the quote is one source familiar with the Sixers thinking urge caution when asked if a deal for Harris could materialize this week. The team would not rush into a deal. Now, he also said that there are plenty around the league that think it's a foregone conclusion that Tobias gets traded this summer, with draft night being the most likely time. Now, I have no idea whether he's going to get traded or not. He's in the last year of his deal, so it would make sense if he did. And I'm not even going to speculate on where he goes. However, I'm going to give you my top three fan proposed trades that I had some uh, interactions with on Twitter. And we'll start with the number one. That's being to Indiana for Buddy Heald, who's on the last year of his deal, and former process sixer legend, one of my favorite players, TJ McConnell. I want TJ back in Philly so incredibly bad. I also think Buddy Hield would flourish in Philly, especially with Nick Nurse and his play style. I would love that. That would be great. And Tobias makes sense. Again, expiring contract. And uh, apparently there are reports that Indy's looking for a player like that. The second fan proposed trade idea that I liked is a three-team deal jumping in on the Chris Paul uh, deal. So Chris Paul goes back to the Clippers, Toby to the Wizards, Sixers get somebody, one of those crazy like guards, small forwards that they have a million of. Uh, shout out my guy Trill. I saw this on his Twitter. It was proposed by him. Somebody like Norman Powell, Eric Gordon, Batum, Covington, Morris. They have so many. Take your pick. I wouldn't mind any one of them. And the third one, 
I couldn't make up my mind, but it's just to get shooters. I saw one to Brooklyn for like Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal. Saw one to Sacramento for Monk or Herter. Doubt the Kings would ever do that. Uh, saw one for Bogdanovich and picks from Detroit. I don't know. I'm very curious what that would even look like. I don't know what his trade value is, but he does have that inspire, uh, expiring contract, which obviously is attractive to teams. Now, sticking on the Sixers and that same Kyle Newbeck report, it's expected that Shake Milton uh, is expected to leave and find a bigger role elsewhere. I like Shake. I really do. That stretch when he was just going off, I think solidified it for a lot of Sixers fans. Like he didn't do anything wrong. Everybody liked him. Unfortunately, there just wasn't a spot for him in the rotation after Harden arrived. I'm curious to see where he lands. And I'm praying it's not another Isaiah Joe situation where he goes to another team and ends up being exactly what the Sixers need. <laughs> Would be terrible. So yeah, shout out, Shake. Hope you land somewhere great. And uh, I'm very curious to see. I'm honestly curious to see what Philly does, period. Uh, yes, with Tobias Harris, but the whole James Harden deal, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I don't know. I just, it, it, Philly is intriguing and there's been really no talk besides them trying to buy in and get a second round pick. So we'll see what happens. Another name that we have to talk about who opted out of his deal is Fred Van Vliet. He declined his player option, final year of his deal, turned down 22.8 mil to test free agency. Where is he going to go? There are reports that maybe they're going to run it back and he's going to re-sign with their new coach and go at it again in Toronto. We'll see. I'm curious to see what Chicago does. Are they going to blow it up? Because if they don't, and poor Lonzo Ball, his knee injuries, who knows if he's going to even play again. But if they run it back, I really like Van Vliet, actually, for Chicago. I don't think that puts them over the hump at all. But on paper, that's a good team. I'm curious. But if the Bulls do decide to blow it up, there's a report today that they are looking for a good young player and multiple first and a salary filler for Zach Levine. Does that mean Miami? Tyler Hero? I don't know. Also, Houston. Are they really going to spend money and actually be aggressive this offseason? Is it all talk? I don't know. But I do know that I really like Fred Van Vliet. I really like him a lot. I'm curious what he ends up doing, and I'm curious what that contract looks like. Again, another report said around 30 mil a year is what it's expected to be. I don't know. We'll see, but I really like Van Vliet. Let's talk about the local team here where I'm located, and that's the Utah Jazz. What are the Jazz going to do? Obviously, I made my prediction, at least I hope for all my Jazz fans, that they do get aggressive if Scoot's there at three. That just gets a little hairy because if Portland is looking for win-now players, maybe the Jazz can offer more draft capital because they have so many picks and then flip those to a team for a, for a star. I don't know. I hope that happens. But that same Jake Fisher report, he said that the Jazz have made Colin Sexton available in trade talks. Reports are the Wizards, Clippers, and Bucks are among teams that have interest. Now, while I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea, I do kind of think it's funny because it seems like every single player who's outspoken about loving Utah and loving being in the state of Utah somehow gets traded. Rudy Gobert loves Utah more than anybody I know, and he got obviously got the boot. Uh, Colin Sexton's great. I don't think he is your point guard of the future, but... I'm curious what that looks like. It all depends on what they do Thursday. Do they make a move? Do they trade up? If Miller goes two, I don't know. I just think if if Scoot really is there, I think it's not just the Jazz. I think multiple teams are going to go after and try to get him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. 
Fisher also reported that the Jazz have contacted the Pistons, who have the fifth overall pick, the Magic, who have the sixth, and the Pacers, who have the seventh. Look, I'll be shocked if the Jazz don't do anything. I think they do. Um, look for them to make a move big time. And speaking of the Jazz, this came out yesterday. Owner Ryan Smith announced that they're going to be offering every non-nationally televised game back on their local station in Utah called KJazz. Huge win for the Jazz. Huge win for my Jazz friends and listeners. As somebody who currently lives in Utah, it is massive. I love the approach of just getting games in front of as many fans as possible, especially when a lot of Jazz fans have complained about it. It's been, the last two years has been such a pain in the ass for any Jazz fan to watch a game. Um, they used to play their game on games on KJazz, and it's completely free. Anyone with the TV can watch it. Again, massive win. I think more teams need to do this, and namely the Denver Nuggets, who have the worst TV streaming deal in the entire league. But shout out Ryan Smith. I think that's actually really cool. Another name, just going down the list. Jalen Brown expected to sign a five-year Supermax extension. Um, I think we all saw this coming. Um, it, I don't. I think all of us would be more shocked if he didn't re-sign. So I, I don't even really know what to talk about there. I don't know what Boston's going to do as well. If they re-sign Brown, great. I think they'll make a couple moves. Their roster's good. I still think that they the Celtics Nuggets finals i think would have been better than what the heat gave them um i just i i don't know they're they're going to get over the hump and i hate that saying that as a sixers fan but they are and speaking of as a sixers fan what is james harden gonna do there are reports uh, i'm just gonna read you all of them zach lowe said i bet if you pull 50 front office executives the majority of them would guess he's going back to philly keith pompey jumps in and says, for the Sixers, a return to Philly doesn't seem as bleak as it did a month ago. There's varying levels of belief that Harden could re-sign with the Sixers, depending on who you talk to. Sources have said the Sixers are more optimistic that he'll re-sign. Perhaps that's why there's a report that Harden is, quote, giving renewed consideration to staying put. Then there's even another report that came out that said, hey, he might even come back on a team-friendly deal. What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. But... Yeah, I, don't, I, just, I just don't know. The Sixers have so many question marks. I, I'm very fascinated to see, do they run it back with Nick Nurse? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you can make, like there really aren't that many changes you can make to the roster. But as I said last episode, if there is somebody who is going to be aggressive and make things happen, it's Daryl Morey. I've got my full confidence, full belief that he will do something to better this team on draft night. I really do. He always does. And I think he's going to pull through again. Okay, friends, time out for a minute because I want to chat about Griffles Plasma and also about how plasma makes medicines and how every donation you give with Griffles Plasma, it can be used to make up to five different medicines. Now, while there are lots of different plasma medicines used to treat a lot of patients for life-threatening injuries and illnesses, the point is that each time you donate, your plasma can be used to help save lives. Each time, that is huge. Multiply that by the number of times you give plasma, yep, you got it, even more huge. Kind of like Allen Iverson leading the 2001 Sixers to the NBA Finals all by himself. So shout out Griffles Plasma and all their teams across the country. Plasma makes medicines, and a lot of people depend on these medicines. Donate plasma and receive compensation for your efforts today. You can find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. Tell them Josh sent you. 
This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head -head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, Get every pick right and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24, that's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. That's ball, folks. Brotherly Love and Hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Listeners to our show can use the promo code TBF10 for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Again, that's TBF10 for 10% off anything on the site. PHI Apparel Company, the one-stop shop for Philly sports apparel. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of Northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. end with some focus on free agency real fast we're going to run through some names any type of leaks or reports that have come out about that and let's start with Kyrie Irving Ian Bagley reported that the Suns had reached out to the Mavs about a sign and trade for Kyrie earlier this offseason the quote was Dallas presumably wasn't interested in what the Suns offered at the time if the Mavs were blown away by the offer logic says that Irving would be a son today obviously that didn't happen they pivoted went and got Bradley Beal Will he be back in Dallas? Like, does he somehow find his way to LA to be with LeBron again? The report that came out a couple weeks ago about Kyrie reaching out to LeBron to come to Dallas <laughs> it was really fun. There's no way it could happen. One, the new CBA, no shot. Two, who the hell does Dallas even have that they could offer the Lakers? No shot. That's not going to happen. And speaking of the Lakers, another name, D'Angelo Russell. He's a free agent. And boy, oh boy, did his stock drop. Really rough end to the season for him. Terrible playoff showing. What does a deal for him look like? Where's he going to land? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't even have a guess. Other names, Russell Westbrook. What's he going to do? Is he going to re-sign in LA? It's Kyle Kuzma. He just declined his player option today. I think Kuzma is a very intriguing piece. There are reports that maybe he re-signs back in Washington. I think he's a good piece to join a contender on a Decent sized deal. I really do. I like Kuzma. Brooke Lopez, another name. Reports that he's most likely going to re-sign back in Milwaukee. I love Brooke Lopez. I think he's phenomenal. The fact that he just all of a sudden learned how to shoot a three-pointer and shoot it extremely well, that's huge. He's also a great defender, and he's one of those players that Embiid always struggles against. Just looking at it from a Sixers perspective. Vucevic is a free agent. Gabe Vincent, free agent. What happens there? What is a deal for him going to look like? 
I think Miami has to jump on that and get aggressive or pivot. And I don't know who they could pivot with. Uh, shout out former Sixer Seth Curry, also a free agent. And former Sixer Jeremy Grant, also a free agent. Some names that, again, keep an eye on. But I don't know what a deal for Seth Curry is going to look like. I really don't. Is somebody going to offer him a ton of money? He was hurt basically his entire stint in Brooklyn. But man, oh man, when he was in Philly, did I love it. That pick and roll with Embiid, phenomenal. Curry was the man. I don't know. I, I'm curious what that deal looks like. And also, Bruce Brown. He's got a $6.8 million player option. I would be shocked if he decides to pick that up. I think he declines it and gets paid. And you know what? He deserves it. We talked about it last week. Again, those are just some names, the bigger names. Keep an eye on those. Who knows when that happens, but keep an eye on. Now we have to talk about this. The whole Zion Williamson thing. We're not going to go into details because it's A, wild, and B, has really nothing to do with basketball. But there are reports coming out that they might be looking to trade him that apparently he has no relationship with the team, with his teammates, with anybody in the in the coaching staff. Uh, they just let go of an assistant coach, Weatherspoon, who he was apparently really close with. The signs are not looking good, but the signs have not looked good for Zion for quite some time. He can't stay healthy, and when he does stay healthy, he plays really well, but then he gets hurt just right off the bat again. He even had a quote today where he's like, yeah, no, I feel great. Like Physically, I can do everything. It's just mentally getting back to that point, which, look, if we look, take a step back and look at history, Jamal Murray said those exact same things, exact same things of, hey, I can do everything physically coming off his knee injury, but... Mentally, I'm just not quite there. I'm not myself. So if he can follow those footsteps of exactly what Jamal Murray did this year, Zion could get right back to it. Obviously, their body types are two totally different things. They play to two totally different positions. I get that. But just that mindset, that mentality, maybe it could happen. Maybe they trade him. I have no idea. But all the reports coming out seems like he will be on the move. I don't know what a package for Zion would look like. I really don't. But I am very curious to see. So again, another name to keep an eye on, which I'm sure everybody listening to this has already kept an eye on with everything going on on Twitter and homegirl tweet and all those things. Her account just got suspended uh, today, which is a miracle. Anyway, another team I just wanted to mention, uh, Gary Trent Jr. picked up his player option and they're looking to uh, kind of retool, or not retool, but restructure that contract and keep him long-term. Does that mean the Raptors are just going to run it back? Like, that kind of makes me believe it with their new coach. What do they do with Siakam? What do they do with OG? I don't know. But if they're bringing him back and looking to extend him further, A, I love him. I think he's a knockdown shooter and an absolute stud. Um, but B, they have a good roster. It was very weird how they just were lackluster and really disappointing for basically the last two years. I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens in Toronto as well. I don't see them going through a retool. Um, if they do, then obviously they will ship out Siakam and OG. But with the reports today of picking up uh, Gary Trent's contract and looking to extend him, I don't see that happening. That's basically all I got for you. Again, just want to give you a good foundation for when Thursday comes. I'm dropping another episode. Uh, I'm actually probably going to record during the draft. Um, and push it out right after because I'm expecting madness and I want that. I pray for that. Please pray for that in your prayers tonight if you are a believer. And if not, just throw out some good karma because we need this. I I said it on Twitter, but man, it's going to be a long off season. Really, really long off season. 
uh, Sixers Twitter is a hilarious place anyway, but you had fans beefing with fans, and then you had other fans beefing with former players and George Niang, and it just it wild. And it's only halfway through June. Heaven help us. This offseason's going to be brutal. And apparently a couple people in my mentions were saying, yeah, Nuggets Twitter's also turned on itself. Turns out that just winning it all doesn't uh, cure everything, which I wouldn't know, but uh, I will take your word for it. Anyway, that's all I got. Looking forward to speaking with you again next week. We'll have my brother Jer on for our brotherly love and hate segment. I just want to lay a little foundation, kind of set the tone for everything. If you hadn't heard any of those, now you have. If you have, you've heard them again. Thank you for listening. I love you all as always. Feel free, leave a little review, one star, five stars, like, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. Love you all. Have a great day. I'll speak with you in a couple days. Uh, let's have an awesome NBA draft and a fantastic Thursday. A lot of movement, a lot of action. Let's do it. Love you all, and uh, that's all, folks. Peace.